Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hearing loss. Quality of life, even though you have hearing loss. That's my topic today. And uh, for people who are in the years of 60, 70, and on into 80, hearing loss is a very high probability. It's very likely to occur. It's part of the aging process. And um, to some degree, it's influenced by quality of life that you've lived up until that time. How you've protected your ears, how you have uh, tried to create healthy hearing and healthy ears. Um, it's all part of the hearing quality once you hit 70 years of age. So it's not just age, but what you have done in your earlier years to protect your ears, to advance your hearing, and to assure that you have good hearing on into the later years of life. Now, when you look at the idea that there are people who are in the, earlier, are in the later years of life, let's say 60 years of age or more, about a third of them, about 33 to 35% of them, experience a degree of dementia associated with hearing loss. In other words, they have advanced dementia. The level of dementia is a little bit more advanced than it would be under normal circumstances. And even for people that, for all probability, would not have dementia, now have the early signs of dementia. So, of those people in the later years, that's 60 years of age and older, there's a likelihood of hearing loss. And if it's untreated, that hearing loss will probably result in cognitive loss, or what we know as dementia. Now, we also know this, that people in the later years of life, and 16 and later on, we're using that as a kind of a frame of reference, 65 years and later, about 50% of them, because of the hearing loss, now isolate, withdraw, become socially withheld and socially withdrawn and are unforthcoming. They rather stay by themselves, stay isolated, stay alone, stay away from crowds, stay away from social situations, avoid such situations. And because of their social isolation, they experience more depression. Because when you are socially isolated, you're not stimulating your mind, you're not thinking, you're not solving problems, you're not dealing with new things, new opportunities, new learning. You're not exposing your brain to new uh, information. You're not uh, exercising. You're not putting your body into a form of physical activity. You're withheld, you're withdrawn, and you're isolated, and you're dull. And what happens is that the brain and the auditory areas of the brain go dull as well, and hearing loss is advanced, but so is depression. You get much more depression. And then, as a result of the depression, if it's not treated, if it goes on and prolongs, is more likely to result in an advancement of dementia. So you have hearing loss, social isolation, depression, and then into dementia. So it's a big deal to have a hearing problem, a hearing loss, and then to ignore it. I mean, that's one of the 
craziest things you can do. Some people said it's a stupid thing you can do. It's not a way to treat yourself, let's put it that way. Not a way to be good to yourself. Not a way to uh, advance yourself at all. Don't avoid and don't ignore the early signs of hearing loss. Now, here's the third fact. Not only does it lead to dementia and lead to depression, but it also leads to the brain itself becoming impaired, damaged, if you will, in the auditory sections of the brain, which are right above the ear and right within the early areas of the brain. So that part of the brain becomes dull. That part of the brain becomes unstimulated because of the hearing loss. You're not stimulating the brain. And when you don't stimulate the brain, the cells die, and what results is brain damage. So hearing loss is a big thing. Because if you ignore it, you allow it to continue, you're allowing yourself to experience a damage to the brain on both sides of the brain, right above the ear, in the auditory sections of the brain. So we want to make sure that you don't experience that kind of brain damage. So if you have a hearing loss, it's something to be taken care of. Here's a study of some 4,000 people who had hearing loss. And they found that they had impaired family relationships, impaired social life, Im impaired emotions with greater levels of depression because they didn't take care of their hearing loss. But if they did do something, if they did start wearing a hearing aid or use one, and if they did do something about their hearing, family life's improved, independence improved, social life improved, depression improved. So just by the fact of hearing uh, loss and taking care of it and improving your hearing results in a positive effect in a lot of areas of your life. Now another investigation covering some 25 years found that a group using hearing aids had significantly less cognitive decline than the group, a similar group, that did not use hearing aids. So another study showing cognitive decline or dementia by the group that did not use hearing aids, but very little of that loss by a group that did use hearing aids. And they studied them over a 25-year period of time. So in other words, if you have a hearing loss and you are not using hearing aids, you are not doing yourself a favor. And you're certainly not doing your family a favor and you're not doing your marriage a favor. If you have a hearing loss or just the beginnings of it or you're suspected of it, get a full hearing evaluation. And if aids are recommended, get them. You can get them at low cost. You can get them at a high level of cost. You can get them that are computerized and operate on a computerized system, or you can get those that run on just a direct uh, amplification system. In other words, you get what you pay for, but you can find aids that suit your budget. But do something. Get something to advance your hearings because that advances your quality of life. It advances the quality of your brain. 
It advances the quality of your intellectual capabilities. It advances the quality of your social life. So it's a big, big factor. Now here's another thing about hearing loss. And this is for you, but it's also for your family. If you have a hearing loss, or somebody in your family has a hearing loss, and you're going out to a restaurant, here's a couple tips. Find a table that's off in the corner, away from the primary noise, that's a little bit more quiet. Secondly, find a table that does not have music blasting in that area of the restaurant, or better yet, ask the waitress to have the sound turned down in the restaurant, particularly in the area where you're seated, because restaurants usually have different uh, areas and they can play music louder in one area and, and less in another area, but, or they can turn the whole system down, they can turn it off if you require that or request that. So assert yourself. Do what is right for yourself so that you can not only have a meal, but you can enjoy the meal and you can enjoy the people you're with. So choose your restaurant carefully. If the restaurant doesn't cooperate with you, never go there again. Don't go there again. Pass the word. Don't go there again. They're an uncooperative restaurant. They don't consider the state, the quality of life, and the satisfaction of their customers. So don't go there and pass the word. But if you go to a restaurant and they do turn down the sound system, the music and the background noise, and try to accommodate you, Pass that word along as well. Tell people how pleased you were, you know, with that particular restaurant. And you might want to tip a little bit more than what you might otherwise, you know, do. So first of all, locate your table at a good place so that the sound is minimal. Background sound, ambient sound is minimal, and you can enjoy your meal together. And then make sure that you uh, sit with your back to the wall. In other words, you don't want noise coming in front of you if you're wearing a hearing aid or you have uh, a hearing problem. You don't want noise coming in front of you and you don't want hear noise coming in back of you at the same time or the noise coming from the side of you at the same time. So minimize the noise by sitting in such a way that your, your back is to a wall or your back is to a quiet area. So at least you don't have to deal with that background noise. And then you just have to deal with the noise that's out in front of you. So choose your table carefully, choose your seat you know carefully. And then also it's best to be in a small group. You know if you're a large group and you're gonna break in a table you go to the one that's the small table with the least amount of people. People with hearing problems and hearing aids do better when there's four people at a table but do less well when there are eight people or ten people at a table. So it's best if you can get small tables and then you sit at a small table because then you can hear people and you can interact with people and you can read lips and you can see the facial expressions of people and it aids your hearing and it aids your understanding of what is being said. So make sure that you do what is helpful to you and do what is right for you when you have a hearing problem. In other words, the environment can work for you when you have a hearing problem. And you don't have to necessarily just stay at home. You don't have to just stay away from social situations. You can 
accommodate yourself to situations, but you can also ask the restaurant or the social environment where you are to accommodate to you. It's like a person who's on a diet tells the hostess what foods they can eat and what foods they can't eat. If they're on a special diet, a vegan diet or whatever it might be, you tell ahead of time so that you get the food that you can eat and you can participate and you can enjoy the social occasion. It's the same way with hearing. Let people know that you have a little difficulty hearing and you need to sit in a certain place in a certain way and, and the background noise need to be minimal. And if you can do that, you can help yourself have a pleasant experience. And you help other people enjoy you. They'll, they'll love that when you do that. Nobody cares. Nobody holds that against you. This is not a sign of deficiency or disability or whatever. It's part of the natural process of growing older. But you've got to speak up. You have to let us know what you need. Let the waitress know what you need. Let the restaurant owner know what you want. Because they want you back to come back again. And they'll be more likely to treat you well if you let them know. Because then they'll get your business. But if they don't, <laughs> don't go back and tell other people not to go back either. Okay? So that's the issue of hearing aids and loss of hearing and quality of life and, and your future. And uh, you can do something about it. You're not helpless. This is not something that you have to just give in to. But put your pride down. Go get a hearing aid. Buy one that you can afford. And then if you can afford a better one later, then do that. But do something. Don't live life having struggles hearing. Because that means you're going to have struggles learning. And that means you're going to have struggle thinking. And that means you're going to have struggles in your brain and in your social life. And you don't want that. So live fully. But hear fully as well. Okay? Now, let me just say this. If you have somebody in your family that needs special care, a skilled nursing facility, an assisted living program, live in a small facility, kind of a private home type of facility, where the elderly and where there's a little extra care that you cannot provide, let me give you a tip. Call the Green Gables Care Home. The Green Gables Care Home in Clovis. They have about seven homes, and they can have a space for you and your situation as well. But it's the Green Gables Care Home. I'm going to give you a number to call, because they have seven homes. So you got to call a number to at least make contact with them, okay? 297-9438. Give that number a call and um, work with them. And maybe they can work out something for you that would be just right for the person that you love and that you care for. And But you really need somebody now to help you take care of them. See, I always say it this way. As a family, as a child of an older person, it's your responsibility to take care of your mother. It's your responsibility to take care of your dad. It's your responsibility to take care of your grandparents. It's your responsibility to take each other as siblings. That's true. You either do it personally, and if you can't, then you get somebody else 
to do it for you, but at the same level of quality of care that you would provide. Because it's kind of like an extension of you then. Then they care for your loved one at the same level of quality of care that you would provide. And then you can feel good about that. You can feel like you're doing the right thing. So that's kind of my principle when it comes to care homes. And when you turn to care homes, make sure you turn to one that would provide the care for your loved one at the same level that you would, or even better, if you can can find one to do that, even better. Hey, thanks for joining me. This has been the uh, Psychology Report. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. There's a lot of good books there. And Saturday's coming up, 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time, here on the West Coast. My television program on the Internet, Dr. Teach Me to Parent. This is for anybody who's a parent, grandparent or whatever. Go to centralvalleytalk.com. Centralvalleytalk.com on the Internet. And then just, you'll, at 10 o'clock in the morning, the only program on is Dr. Teach Me to Parent. Listen to it. It's a great one. And this week's program is great. It deals with alcoholism in the family. Okay, nice to talk to you and see you again. Bye for now.